What up guys, it's your boy, Alan, with another episode, and today, with domestic European football leagues ending, and Juventus becoming champions today, for the ninth time in a row, let's recap who and how each team won their league. Like I said about Juve, they won, they won again this year, but it was different as they usually win, as they were very inconsistent since the restart. You know, they dropped a lot of points. When they had leads, they would just choke it, so it would either result in draws or losses. But, like I said, it was different. All the other challengers, like Inter and Lazio and Atlanta, they all dropped points when Juve did. So it was very lucky for Juve that this happened when it happened. And this basically handed them the title. Now, Juve, I think in Serie A there's only like two games left. And they're like hit by like seven points. So like mathematically, that's why they got the, tr- the, the trophy. But congrats to Juve. My boy Ronaldo got his other title. I think seventh title in his career. Shout out my boy. With Ligue 1 canceling back in April and PSG becoming champions with Marseille and Rennes qualifying for the Champions League. And that's pretty much it for them. And the Bundesliga finishing in May. Bayern was named champions for their eighth consecutive time. I made an episode about it. I made it uh, about it about for the Bundesliga when they ended. Like who is in the Champions League and who got relegated. A whole episode about it. I'll check that out. And in La Liga... That finished last Sunday with Real Madrid winning the league for the 34th time in their history. Let's go. Y'all know I'm a Real Madrid fan. And basically, we won this title from the slips and inconsistency of Barca. I got to bring it out there. You know, they drew some games they shouldn't have drawn. You know, in games they played good, like they'd beat Villarreal 4-1 and then they'd like lose to... What they lose to the day? They lost to. They lost to someone two one the other day, and you just you're like, how do they lose to them? And that's basically won us the title, but also won us the title. Was that us, Real Madrid? We're very consistent. We lost. We we won all the nine games, even if it was by one zero. We still won all nine games, and that's what gave us the title to those Blancos. As Barca and Atletico and Sevilla, they all qualified for the UCL. And Leganes, Mallorca, and Espanol, they all got relegated. RIP to them. Hope they do good in the second division and they come back, hopefully. In the Premier League that ended on that ended today. With Liverpool finally winning their first Premier League title since 1990. As they were, you know, they were so consistent throughout the season. They lost no games at home. And the games that they did lost, they were all away, you know, so. That's a pretty good record. And with eight losses from City, as their defensive woes, they still haunt the City, bro. They got to get another center back for Laporte. It's what basically gave Liverpool the trophy with the crown. As Manchester United... And Chelsea, they finished third and fourth respectively. So they qualify for the UCL and Watford, Bournemouth, and Norwich were all relegated. Now, as domestic league football ends, 
we look forward to the UCL. I'll make a video about that, like when the UCL comes out. So watch out for that. But we got a different one. I got a different thing to add on to this episode. As I knew it was going to be a short episode for the recap. I'm going to give y'all my football 11 of all time. Now I want to do I wanted to do this in a while. But I just didn't know when to do it. You know, and basically it was, you know, just the domestic leagues ending. I was like, why not? better do it right now. So my 11 of all time is just like I said, it's my best starting football 11 of all time. It's all in my opinion. It's my opinion. So don't get mad or whatever. It's just all in my opinion. It's who I think I want on my team. And, you know, you get mad because one of them get left out, bro. It's not my fault, bro. It's my opinion. This is my team. Just be hate on it, bro. Just hate on it. I don't care. You know, if you hate on it, just text me, bro. Okay. You can hit me up and be like, nah, I don't like that you did this or whatever. We'll talk about it. will be men and women. We'll be respectful adults, all men and women. They're non-binary. We'll talk it out. So, spoiler. I'm going to be the manager of this team. Because, um, obviously, I want to be the manager of this team. I can do very, I can do various tactics and plays with my lineup. I'm gonna tell you, we I lined up in a traditional yet effective 4-3-3 formation, and I'm gonna go from the goalkeeper. But what I mean, like I go right to left, like I'm gonna go right back to left back, right mid to left mid, right wing to left wing. That's how I'm gonna do when I when I get out the positions. All right, so a goalkeeper. We got the Spanish legend, Iker Casillas. In my opinion, he's the greatest goalkeeper of all time. And if he's not your greatest goalkeeper of all time, he for sure has to be top five in your list. Because he's top five in history, for sure. Obviously, he's a Real Madrid legend. He's mostly known for his spectacular saves that other goalkeepers cannot save or even try to do. I had to go with him. I know it's low-key biased, but I mean, you can't argue with him, bro. You can't argue with Iker being the greatest goalkeeper. With anybody actually being the greatest goalkeeper, you just it's got to be your own preference, and he's my own preference. At right back, we got the German and Bayern legend, and to me, the best right back in history, Philip Lamb. Why choose him? He can do everything, everything we want. He's defensively strong. He's very strong defensively. Attacking-wise, he's very productive. You know, it's surprising from a guy standing at 5'7". And a little stat, he has never received a red card in his, in his career. Unlike a guy who's going to be in the squad later, but we'll talk about him later. That's my boy, Philip Lam. At right back, can't go wrong with him. At right center back, got France, Durkheiser, Beckenbauer. And the greatest defender in history for me. Some even called him the greatest player ever. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but. Or maybe I would. I don't know. But to me, he's the greatest defender in history. I had to choose him from my side because this man defensively was a beast. Timing was great. You know, he had great timing in his tackles. He had stupendous football IQ, speed, you know, speed and pace, marvelous leader. But this is where he separates from all the other players, like defensively or any attackers. 
he could dribble past anybody, bro. Like I said, he had the burst of pace. He was just, it was just unguardable to block, man. Like this man was dribbling like little Messi. You know, he had that dribbling ability. If you don't believe me, bro, look at his highlights. You'll know what I mean. Like, oh my god. Even though he's like, well, he was playing like in the in the 60s, 70s. That man was ahead of his time. I'm telling you, if he played right now, he'd be in the he'd be the perfect system. Would be City system. Guardiola would want to pick him up so bad. Because, you know, he can control the ball. He's just that type of player. He'd fan Guardiola's system, I think, perfectly. No. Left center back. Sergio Ramos. Yes, sir. You know I was going to go with him. All I knew was going to go with him. He's my favorite player of all time. This is the guy that made me think defending was cool. He's a bad boy. Now, I know what y'all think. Some of you are thinking, who like, no football like that. Why would you put the same guy... Why would you put Sergio Ramos in the same line as France and Lamb, where they're totally different? You know, one's clean, one's dirty. But that's exactly why, though. It brings Belling to my defense. You're going to have the good, good, you know, the clean defenders in Lamb and Beckenbauer, and you're going to have the bad boy. It's going to give you a little spice. So it's perfect. Perfect for me. You know, Ramos, he ain't no ordinary defender. But he's the best one playing right now, though. That's for sure. I don't care all y'all Van Dyke. Mm-mm. It's Ramos. He's master in the heart of editing. Heart hitting. Penalty taking is phenomenal. Has a football IQ. And leadership. But like I said, what he does not have is a clean record. He has more than 200 yellow cards. And 26 red cards in his career. That's not good. Is he a dirty player? Probably. But do us Real Madrid fans care? No. Do we love him? Absolutely. He has to be on the team. Because for me, he's one of my favorite players ever. He's probably my favorite player ever. He had to be on the team. Left back. This one was hard for me. But eventually, I chose Marcelo de Vieira Silva. Why? He's phenomenal. He's in the wing back. On attack. He can shoot from anywhere. Dribble, tricks, pass, everything. But I say his weakness is the defensive side. And in the modern game, fullbacks are mostly playing to contrib- contribute defense offensively. But I'd say out of all the left backs in the world, he's probably better at defense than most of them. Probably the only one he's not better than is Robertson I'd say he's probably the only one he's not better than in defense and that's Robertson and attacking nobody touches right now in history nobody touches so he's on the team to my midfielders right midfielder got David Beckham had go with Bex obviously he's a great player all around but specifically I chose him because of his long passing ability, it's probably the best ever to like ever grace the football pitch. Like from normal play on the field or set pieces, this man was dangerous. Man, just pinpoint accuracy. Just one of the best to ever do it. England legend and known more. Right now, he's actually known more for his off the piss business. But I don't care if you've seen him play or his highlights. You know what I'm talking about. Had to choose him for this specifically talented of long passing ability. Just gonna give my team 
way different dynamics to go to. Central midfielder. I want to go with a name you guys probably haven't heard of. Lothar Matthias. He's not famous for his stats, but for the reason why I chose him for my 11, it's because he's a box-to-box midfielder. Attacking-wise, he could could contribute by dribbling, assisting, scoring goals, or simply taking up space for other players to make plays and and defensively a wall. Interceptions, clearances. He's also a leader. He captained Germany in the World Cup in 1990. He's captain for uh, Bayern. Gotta have him on your team. I specifically chose him for what I said. Box to box. He plays both. While attacking defensively. That's all I need, man. Left midfielder. Had to go with the boy. With the French maestro Zinedine Zidane. Legend of the game. The man is the definition of elegance on the pitch. Dribbling, passing, goal scorer. He controlled the midfield. He brings the stability of the midfield together. You know, excel. All of them have their own job, so it brings all the different. It brings all the different elements. Like I said, Zidane, the elegant one. He's dribbling. Mateus, the box box midfielder, and Beckham, long passing ability. I bring stability to that midfield. That midfield is going to be dominant. It would be dominant if they play together. To my attacking trio. Right wing. Lionel. Lionel Messi. The greatest Argentinian player of all time. Yep, I said it. I think he's better than Maradona. He makes the 11 for being the greatest dribbler of all time. With that, he's a magical passer. And goal scorer. This, you know, with the goal score, I gotta, I gotta bring up this stat, bro. Like, this stat's probably never gonna be broken. He scored 91 goals in a calendar year in the year of 2012, bro. I think nobody's gonna ever break that. Like that. I think he won the Ballon d'Or that year. It's like, that's an extraordinary act, bro. He's a playmaker. He can always make something out of nothing. He's a Barca legend. You have to have one team. I don't care if you his biggest hater or his biggest lover. You gotta have him on the team. You gotta have him on the team. Striker. We have Ronaldo Nazario. The greatest striker of all time for me. Everything you want in a striker. Could dribble like a winger. His finishing was the highest quality. He could pass better than some midfielders. He was the whole package. Pace, strength, Brazilian legend. Not for his injuries, this man could be probably considered the greatest player ever. Had to pick him on a team. Come on, bro. Him. Had to pick him. Had to pick him. Left wing. The greatest Portuguese player of all time. The greatest Real Madrid player of all time. And I believe the greatest goal scorer of all time. Cristiano Ronaldo. The most complete player. Bro, he can dribble, pass, score, left foot, right foot. Header, strength, pace, leadership. Had to be on here. Had to be on here. I mean, he's a five-time Ballon d'Or winner. We got that. We got that attacking trio. He's the five-time Ballon d'Or winner. With Ronaldo Nazario being the two-time winner. And then Messi, the right wing, six-time winner. This front three would cause the defenders, bro, to just leave the stadium. Like, 
the the whole team would see that attacking trio and just leave and they'd forfeit the game like you're gonna lose bro if you see that you're gonna lose little facts of my team we got eight europeans three south americans three germans you know that's the most like of one na- of a nationality on my team it's the most three germans second one was the spanish and the brazilians with two my team is made up of six ballon d'or winners cristiano messi ronaldo zidane lothar and beckenbauer of seven world cup winners uh ronaldo nazario zidane Mateus, Beckenbauer, Lamb, Ramos, and Casillas, and 10 UCL winners, all of them, except for Nazario, sorry bro, you know, he didn't win ever won one, my bad, you know, that's just a stat, <laughs> and I chose all of them, because they'll all be considered the best in their positions, and for a fact, if this team played any era, I don't care what era they play in, they dominating, okay, this team would be dangerous, so that you go guys that was the recap and that was my 11 hope y'all enjoyed that if you know if you like content like that tell me you do or tell me you don't you know and we looked be prepared because my next episode will be about basketball it's gonna be about the nba restarting look forward to that i'll see y'all in the next one peace